0: Hello, and welcome to The Cutting Room. A little mad sometimes, and a movie show from all the right movies. I'm John, and clucking their thick tongues next to me are Matt. Hello. And Westy.
1: I'll suggest it also very delicately. Hello.
0: (laughs) Today, we're back in legendary classic territory. An iconic director's most iconic film. We're talking Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Mm Mm-hmm. Before we do that though, just to let everybody know that All The Right Movies is a YouTube channel and what you're listening to now is the audio podcast version of the latest episode of our YouTube show called The Cutting Room. The original video version, along with many other episodes and videos, is available on YouTube so please head over to our channel to watch and subscribe. We actually started out as a podcast, and you can access our full archive of over 120 podcast episodes on our website, alltherightmovies.com, or by signing up to become an All The Right Movies patron at patreon.com forward slash All The Right Movies. Patrons also gain access to loads of other benefits as well, including an exclusive video episode of The Cutting Room every month, chosen by and created specifically for our patrons so as you can see there's loads from all the right movies to keep you busy so please check out youtube and patreon but for now it's back to the film we should probably go black and white for this one do you think for a bit why not yeah let's, do let's it. see what happens yeah. let's go reverse <laughs> <of death proof. laughs>
2: this was your choice this one matt so mm-hmm. why are we talking about it because when we did jaws we mentioned hitchcock a few times on that ah and it really reminded me that when we were doing the podcast we only ever covered one hitchcock film which Mm. is quite bad i think for us i mean we did as many todd phillips films as we did hitchcock which is shameful (laughs) shameful serious man i am still (laughs) but where do you go next after psycho vertigo north by northwest the birds Mm. but I do think Psycho makes complete sense because it's a film I all seem to know about before I actually saw it because it gets referenced so often, so it's a punchline in an episode of Only Filts and Horses.
1: Have you any idea what a psycho, as you so eloquently put it, is? Of course
3: I have. He's a geezer what dresses up in his mother's clothes.
2: So a bad time I saw it, I knew everything about it, but mm-hmm. it doesn't matter for this film because it's such a ride and I just think it's Hitchcock at his finest. Nice. Yeah, I find it a fascinating
0: film, to be honest. One of the biggest and most iconic movies to come out of Hollywood. Still highly thought of now. It's an incredible feat of filmmaking to me, which we'll talk about. Pre-Blockbuster era, 1960, but Psycho was still a massive hit at the time, a cultural phenomenon, mm-hmm. and always good to talk about somebody with the statue of Hitchcock and an yeah. older classic as well. Yeah. So we've got lots to talk about with Psycho. Let's do it. Yeah.
1: And Westy, Psycho for you? Psycho for me, I mean, I'm getting a little bit confused when you mention Hitchcock so often, because so I've got Gus Van Sant written down here. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible job on that film, didn't Thankfully it? not, yeah. It's one I word for it. I know, amazing. Um, no, Psycho, I mean, it's just, it's there, isn't it, in, the, in the, the blueprint of cinema. It just, it is what it is. It's so influential. And Hitchcock's first horror film, it's so mm. accomplished. It just makes it look easy. So, yeah, one of my very favourites. Love it. Um, very excited to talk about it.
0: Great. Here we go then, we're off to Fairvale, California to talk... Psycho. After Phoenix Secretary Marion Crane steals $40,000 from her employer and goes on the run, she stops for the night at the Ramshackle Bates Motel and meets its proprietor Norman, then his mother, resulting in murder. Mummy's boy, isn't he? Norman. <laughs> Wet lettuce.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: She's his best friend though.
0: Directed by Alfred Hitchcock from a screenplay by Joseph Stefano, Psycho was produced by Paramount Pictures and stars Janet Lee as Marion Crane and Anthony Perkins as Norman Bates. So what we do on The cutting Room is look at movies by breaking them down into their main creative parts. So with Psycho, we'll be talking about the director, the writing, the cast, and our own highlights from the movie. And we'll then each give the film a rating out of 10. Mm. So let's get into it. Up first, the director of Psycho, the master of suspense.
1: Gus Van <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately not it's Alfred Hitchcock
0: 61 years old at the time Psycho was released Hitchcock had been directing features since The Pleasure Garden 35 years earlier very
2: experienced then Matt saw so his work on Psycho I think it's incredible because the film he made before this is North by Northwest
3: I have just made a motion picture north by northwest
2: and that is hitchcock mm-hmm. at his most colorful at his most stylish and then this black and white small scale but that's all in its favor i can't imagine this working in color what stands out for me though is how brilliantly he manipulates us as the audience because all cinema is manipulation makes us follow a narrative in a particular way and hitchcock was the master at that because we start off with this character and you have to remember this is 1960s morality we're talking about here mm-hmm. She's unmarried, she's having an affair. When we see for the first time, it's clear that they've been having some afternoon delight. And then, you know, pretty quickly, <laughs> she rips off a boss, so she's a thief as well. And all these things mark her as a villain by normal nineteen sixty standards. Yeah. But we view the first half of the film entirely from her perspective. When she's on the run, every scene on the road, it's an entirely straight line she's traveling on. It's like she's destined to end up at the Bates Motel and where you're trapped with her. It's the same when the cop pulls her over, when he's looking directly in the camera, which is mm-hmm. directly into Marion's eyes and our eyes. We are her at that point. And that always reminds me of Silence of the Lambs, those shots of yeah. Lecter and Crawford looking directly into Clarice's gaze, which is us yeah. in that film. But then when she gets killed, we don't emphasize with the sister. It's not the private detective. It's the guy who's covered it up. We are now complicit with Norman, who he's already been established as a peeping Tom.
3: He's a peeping Tom
2: but we want him to get away with it. We should want him caught because we like Marion, but we want him to escape at the end. It's brilliantly done by Mm -hmm. Hitchcock because you don't even feel like you're being manipulated. You just think, but yeah, this is normal. This is the character I should empathize with, and it's not. And I think it's masterful stuff. So I love how he manipulates us to the audience, but I do also just want to mention You've got to talk about his cameo as well. Of in this one, <laughs> it happens pretty early. It's six minutes in, where from inside Marion's office, you can see him at the sidewalk around a nice Stetson outside. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, Joseph Stefano said the reason
0: Hitchcock appears so soon in the film was to not ruin the pace once the film gets going.
3: Once you got to that murder scene, any interruption by seeing Hitchcock on screen... Would, would have been disastrous
0: to be fair if when Norman appeared through his people it had been Hitchcock on the other side the <laughs> film might have been a lot shorter <laughs> Yeah.
3: good evening
2: Hitchcock you've just yeah. gone <laughs> <He just laughs> back to bed
3: <laughs> tiny <laughs> towel
0: big fat belly me a I'm glad you said tiny towel <laughs> <laughs> well I mean he's a big man <laughs> But yeah, I mean, the level of artistry and visual storytelling on display, yeah. and what's a pretty dark and dirty story, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. astonishing. Yeah. Hitchcock's most cinematic yeah. film for me. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about some of the more iconic moments a bit later on, but what's worth mentioning as well, away from the visuals, is Hitchcock's collaboration with his composer, mm-hmm. Bernard Herrmann. They were together on seven other movies, all classics, but Psycho is Bernard Herrmann's most iconic music. Oh, absolutely. Surely.
1: yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah, top five
0: yeah, for absolutely. Sandra. Oh, fantastic. (laughs) I know that when he finished the film, Hitchcock actually thought Psycho was a failure. He was thinking about releasing it as an episode of his TV show until he saw the cut with Herman's music, and he loved it. The score is entirely string-based, which is a great idea. The main theme, obviously, is brilliant. I love Norman's three-note motif, which plays throughout as well. But the music is especially extraordinary in the shower scene, that famous piercing screech Mm -hmm. representing the knife slashing. It has a name that piece of music, actually. Do you know what it is? Psycho Suite? No, no, I don't know. It's a clue. called the murder. <laughs> of course, it the is. Obvious, oh, well, yeah. Fair enough. Should <laughs> have guessed Death that? of Qui Gon.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, Hitchcock and Herman—one of the great director-composer collaborations—and Psycho is one of their best, and certainly the most famous.
1: I think. Oh, absolutely. You know what Hitchcock said? Yeah. The success of Psycho was thirty percent down to the music. <laughs>
3: Yeah, probably right. 30%? Oh, wait, man, it's <laughs> <Yeah>. about
1: 90%? <laughs> it's all the way through. <laughs> 30%? <laughs> yeah. It's the reason it's the reason he released it? <laughs> yeah,
0: I'll give you 30. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you 30. What a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wesley does the 61-year-old yeah. Hitchcock scene, past it he
1: had to, you Not at all, not at all. This seems like it's directed by a 17-year-old kid who's just really excited (laughs) about making a film that just Mm. absolutely bursts through from start to finish. It's just so vibrant, it's so accessible. It's just brilliant to watch because he just knows narrative so well, he knows structure so well, he knows how to work with actors so well by this point. He's just manipulating everybody, he's just so clever, he's just on the top of his game. And I think this is just a perfect example of that and how easy he just pulls you one place and takes you somewhere else and you kind of quite see what's coming. And he knows it and he's just having a great time making this film, I think. From the shot choices to to the camera moves to every single bit that he puts into this is fantastic. And I think John L. Russell, as the DP on this, deserves a shout as well. The choice to just shoot this on one lens that shows the 50mm, which is what he shot rope on, to give it that kind of unity towards the scenes. Nothing, you don't see a massive... If you see a wide shot of the house, it means the camera has to go back and get a wide shot. Like, there's no distortions, there's right. no like edges of frames where it's shot on a 24mm for a close up or whatever else. Everything is on the same lens, so you just feel like you're watching almost like a theatre performance or a, a theatre production. And I think that's incredibly ballsy to do. It's unheard of now that you're kind of oh, yeah. just one lens, that's it. That's all you need one lens, one camera, and get it done. It's just absolutely fantastic, and I love that. And I love as well. Because Hitchcock chose to shoot this in black and white, he didn't have to, but he wanted that real Bay movie kind of feel to it. But mm-hmm. he also brings something to that colour palette. I mean, when you first see her, Marion, she's in white, she's quite angelic, she's, even though she's having the affair at the time, but yeah. she's just she's dressing in white. And then when that decision's made, she mm-hmm. turns totally to black. And even the purse, the purse goes from white to black. And things like yeah. that are just so yeah, yeah. subliminal. And you yeah. just kind of go, mm. genius.
0: Yeah, I know that Paramount actually didn't like the script to Psycho, and because of that, they only gave Hitchcock a really small budget, yeah. $800,000, to make the film, and that lower budget was one of the reasons Hitchcock filmed it in black and white, yeah. and he also used the crew from his TV show, Alfred Hitchcock Presents, because they were cheaper yeah. as well, and he also cut a deal with Paramounts where he wouldn't get paid his usual $250,000 salary, but would keep 60% of the movie's profits himself paramount doubted cycle would be much of a hit yeah. so they agreed and it ended up being hitchcock's most successful film yeah. <laughs> took 40 million dollars and made hitchcock 15 million dollars wow. in 1960 well, a no,
1: deal. that's ridiculous yeah
2: i mean yeah massive hit and it's obviously a classic today but what's interesting to me is like some people back then really didn't like it and one of them of all people is walt disney because <laughs> a couple of years after it came out hitchcock wanted to make a film about a murder in disney world but Walter turned him down flat because he was that disgusted by Psycho. Really? Too, and, too uh, busy, too busy this, washing his yeah, hands yeah, probably.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and there's this other great story as well, like Hitchcock got sent a letter by an angry father who seen Psycho with his daughter. And his daughter had already been refusing to use baths because she'd seen the French room lay Diabolique. Yeah. And now after seeing Psycho, <laughs> just refused to have showers. So Hitchcock's reply, very terse.
3: Send her to the dry cleaners.
2: <laughs> <laughs> brilliant, isn't he?
3: <laughs> she must have of stunk course. doesn't give a shit yeah. <laughs> just
1: and amazingly right back in the 60s cinemas would play films on rotation so you just literally walk in and walk out whenever you want now mm. that completely blows my mind and I just I still yeah. can't get around that it's like do you want to go on a date yeah what time do you want to go just whenever I just walk in imagine walking in the middle of this yeah. Yeah. But as one film ends and another oh, what about that 40 grand where's that going so Hitchcock actually had <laughs> Like a, a cardboard cutout made where he's pointing at his watch and said that, <laughs> <laughs> pointing his watch with a note saying that late entrances will be stopped by force.
3: This, of course, is to help you enjoy Psycho more. We really have only your enjoyment in mind.
1: So you weren't allowed to go in. So we kind of revolutionised cinema and just made it that thing where you have to go in when it starts and you have to leave when it ends. Mm. And he's responsible for that and this uh, film is responsible for that. Uh, but imagine just walking in. Oh, I'd be furious. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, the cinema pisses me off enough as it is. Imagine people just walking in and out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Hitchcock said that it was because of Janet Lee being the star. He didn't want people wandering in midway through and waiting for her to appear when she's already gone. It's her own door. fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <There> it, <laughs> <be>. it is. <laughs> so a benefit of becoming an All The Right Movies patron is I will answer your questions on the show and Thomas Frost has one for us. Hitchcock had a run of Vertigo, North by Northwest, Psycho and The Birds all in succession. Is this the greatest four-film run of any director? If not, what is Thanks a lot, Thomas. Great question. My answer is very boring, so I'll keep it simple. Yes, that is the greatest fourth (laughs) film run by the director. What (laughs) a (laughs) cover. No research. Matt, what do you think? (laughs) (laughs) That'll
3: do.
2: (laughs) Well, I'll put a bit more thought into it. Go on. Um, Thank God. Spielberg comes so close. Jaws, close encounters, raiders. Et, mm. you've got 1941 stuck in the right oh, in the middle, <laughs> stinking <laughs> I was like, it out. So my answer ultimately is as boring as the strong and I do think this is <laughs> the greatest forerunner films <laughs> any director's ever done. <laughs>
0: It took you five minutes to say the first same thing as I said. <laughs> it's been a bit no, more sorry. thought into Well, that's me pointless. all over, isn't it? Yeah, Christy, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you got, well, a different, answer? got a different answer. I've got different answer
1: because I went and done a bit of thinking and a bit of digging, and I've obviously I've answered it like eight times in eight different ways. Um, but no, for me, I mean, it is an incredible run of films, and they are absolute classics. But for me, I just you can't really see a progression as a filmmaker. He seems like he just knows what he's. He's fully fleshed mm-hmm. out at that point. So for me. It's the progression of a filmmaker that I want to talk about, and it's Chris Nolan. And I think from Batman Begins, right. The Prestige, The Dark Knight, and then Inception, them four films, Lovely. pretty oh, much yeah. revolutionised cinema. Just huge, just huge, huge films. So I would yeah. say for me, they are a good, f- good four. But I can't wait to see what Chris Nolan's four are when he's like fifty-eight to sixty-one. Yeah, yeah. So Alfred Hitchcock, then brilliant Not stuff on Psycho. Too easy oh, it makes it look too easy. Yeah. The bastard.
0: Yeah. <laughs> originally published as a novel by robert Block in 1959 psycho was adapted for the screen by joseph stefano stefano was very inexperienced at this point and psycho was just his second film as screenwriter wow. after the black orchid in 1959 does that lack of experience show
2: how good is the writing on psycho matt it is like jaws i think we said back on that episode, the Jaws screenplay isn't one anyone's gonna read. and think, wow, that writing, amazing. And I do think it's the same with this, to be honest. It's it's fine, it's certainly not bad, Stefano does a good job, but I don't think anyone other than Hitchcock would have went anywhere near it. So Mm -hmm. for me, what I get from the writing is what Hitchcock saw in it, because I'm convinced he just saw this as a huge practical joke on the audience.
3: I once made a movie uh, rather tongue-in-cheek called Psycho. The content as such was, I felt, rather amusing. And it was, uh, it was, it was a bit was a
2: joke, you know. He did have a notoriously dark mm-hmm. sense of humour, and I just think he sees this. It's quite loud, that half the film, you with one character, a thief, who suddenly gets murdered halfway through, and then the next half, you sympathise with the coward who's covered it up, and then at the end, it turns out that he's been the murderer all along and he's doing this while dressing up as his mother while her skeleton is in the basement. <laughs> like you can't tell me that that isn't funny because it is so yeah, ridiculous. you the side of like, the guy <laughs> who's just having an
1: affair with as well. <laughs> he saves the day. Yeah, <laughs> <Ridiculous>. exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and the realization that throughout the film, Norman has just been talking to himself in his yeah. mother's voice.
3: Mother, please. To speak of disgusting things because they
2: disgust me again ludicrous but hilarious and that <laughs> scene where Arbogast is questioning a norman and norman just completely falls apart <laughs> under <laughs> scrutiny <laughs> he does. Indeed.
0: which morning was that uh, the um
2: the, the, the next morning, and he knows he's been caught in the line. He's looking at I my mean, name in the ledger, and the way he's chewing mm. that candy so mm-hmm. intensely, and he's just stem the ledger. I think that's played for laughs. I think that's it's really, that really
1: funny. When he looks over at the ledger and he's just like that, and it's just yeah. like kind of up yeah. his yeah. nose, yeah. the camera goes with him and yeah. then comes back, it's like yeah. he's just having a laugh, he, really Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He is, yes. He is.
2: Well, because thing is, like through filming as well, Hitchcock would routinely hide dummies of the corpse in Bleed. Janet Leigh's trailer because huh. it made him laugh. That's what he thought of the material. And if you need any more proof, just watch the six-minute trail of this, yeah. where all Hitchcock does is wander around the set and tell you yeah. the plot of the film.
3: Good afternoon. Here we have a quiet little motel.
2: Yeah. He's having an absolute yeah. laugh here. Mm-hmm. So what Stefano brings, it's fine. It's boiled down to the basic, which is what it needs. It isn't Vertigo, which has layers and layers of subtext. It's just the most frightening yeah. elements that Hitchcock wants. But yeah, the thing that stands out for me is the unexpected humor Hitchcock finds now. Yeah.
0: yeah, I do think a bit more highly of the writing than you do, Matt. Um, mm. There's a few interesting things, I think, about the screenplay. I mean, the villain is one of the most complex and religiously written villains I think we've ever seen and they, I think there is yeah. some great dialogue in there as well. Oh, but yeah, yeah. The boldest thing about the writing for me has to be making a film that's totally centred around one character who appears in every scene, makes every decision, the is told entirely from her point of view, and then mm. killing her 40 minutes yeah. in. All the stuff yeah. in the first hour with Marion, stealing the money, going on the run, it's oh, really engaging, and I'm totally yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Then Norman yeah. appears, and it becomes a different story. The characters all change, mm-hmm. and the genre shifts. It goes from like a, a character drama to a horror thriller and that switch is somehow seamless really yeah. hard to do that well and if this was a lesser film i think we'd be pissed off because marion gets killed off and mm. she's the protagonist yeah, yeah. we've got yeah. to know her but i think the reason hitchcock does pull it off is because the level of filmmaking is just so high we feel like we're in good hands mm. and are prepared to go with yeah. it i think and we've yeah. seen the false protagonist trope many times since scream kills drew barrymore in the first 10 yeah. minutes no country for old men mm. kills the main character off screen and game of thrones build a reputation yeah. on killing off main characters for yeah. eight seasons but psycho yeah. is the original and for me still the best example of it and i think that alone mm. makes it really good yeah. writing i
1: think it's when that 40 grand disappears when that just it's not about the money anymore yeah you kind of go oh yeah. right okay yeah. really important and he yeah. comes back and picks it up throws it in the in the boot and you see it just go in the mm. swamp and you kind of go yeah. well what's important now so how good is
0: the writing for you then Westy?
1: i really like the writing like you guys have said i just think it feels like it's one film and it switches it, it it's what hitchcock brings to it visually that really it, it just supports what's written and he supports it really really well by uh, there is there's mm. a, a distinct lack of dialogue in some sequences when she's dealing with uh, trying to get the car mm. switched over i remember the first time i saw this like i was supposed to be in 12 or 13 or something and you see the policeman when she's trying to buy the car and he's standing there and he's got the dark glass and i'm like he's the psycho he's the psycho he's going to start killing everybody <laughs> yeah that's psycho. what i remember saying yeah, yeah, yeah. he's <laughs> the psycho because it's called psycho <laughs> but one thing I, that I don't know if i can really uh, i still don't know how i feel about it i mean I, th- I, th- I think i feel all right about it i know hitchcock hated it but i know the producers needed to put it in but this is that massive exposition scene at the end where he kind of explains the whole mm, film
3: yeah. i got it from his mother
1: and apparently Hitchcock wasn't happy with that performance, wasn't happy with the delivery, and just thought it was very much on the nose. But I like it. And he's like, lighting a cigarette and like, yeah. <laughs> and he's walking around, and he's got this really bulgy kind of demeanour. And I, I, I quite like that, because it just, it gives you that breath of fresh air at the end of the film. It's good that they put that in there, and don't try to make it too obscure for the audience. I know it's 1960 and people are walking in and out of cinema anyway. <laughs> I don't quite know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And you do yeah, need yeah. this kind of exposition but it doesn't feel patronising. is what I'm trying to say. It's, it's really well written yeah. and really well acted and I think it's, it's necessary to put in the end of it.
0: Yeah, Doctor Richard he's called, played by Simon Oakland. I think the performance yeah. is really good. I think it does spoon feed the audience a bit. It has at the to, end, though. But I don't really yeah, mind. I I think that, I, you know,
1: it's just a product of the time. No, at that, that time, people weren't aware of like split, yeah. split personalities or schizophrenia or whatever else. It was all brand new to them.
0: Also, as you mentioned, Psycho was based on a novel by Robert Bloch, published in 1959. Bloch took inspiration from the real-life serial killer Ed Gein, Ed Gein yeah. and Stefano and Hitchcock did change some things in the book. Marion is called Mary. And she only features in the first two chapters. Stefano fleshed her role out massively, so she is a more significant character in the
2: film. Which I think is for the best. Oh, definitely, yeah.
0: In the novel, Norman is quite different. He's addicted to porn. And rather than being young and handsome like Anthony Perkins, he's short, fat, and middle-aged. Sounds familiar,
1: doesn't it? (laughs) Is <laughs> he so addicted to the <laughs> No, no. That would be disgusting. Masturbates, Motel. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: and also, Marion's death is even more horrific in the book because Norman cuts her head off, which is too much. Think, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, Hitchcock loved the novel straight away. And he bought the rights anonymously as soon as it was published because he was that much of a fan. And it was actually quite cheap. Back then, mm. it was for $9,000. But what he also did... He got the production team to buy as many copies as possible because he wanted to keep the story secret. <laughs> and then he got so obsessed with this idea of keeping it a secret, he made the cast and crew raise their hands on the first day of filming and, and promised they wouldn't give anything away. And he only gave the final part of the script to those who absolutely needed it. So most people just didn't have a clue what was going on. And had a chair put on set saying "Mrs Bates" so anyone who just happened to be walking by or wander on set <laughs> would you see him. Art, an actual port. Yeah. There must be an actress around somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean now we're seeing Norman Bates.
0: He's the guy with mother issues. But back then, it would have been a big twist. Yes. People wouldn't yeah. have known. Yeah, huge. The writing on Psycho then, a lot to work with from the source material, but Joseph Stefano mm.
2: did a good job in
0: adapting oh, yeah, it for the screen.
1: Everything. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep, all for the best, yep.
1: What is up everybody, I'm
3: Alex, I'm Justin,
1: I'm Pete, and we host Comic Book Club, a weekly live talk show and podcast about comic books, 7pm, Crowdcast and YouTube, as well as your regular podcast listening places, iTunes, Stitcher, etc. And every week... We bring on the absolute best guests from the world of comic book, right? Comic books,
3: TV, film, we cover everything. You can come be part of the magic and um, uh, lightly insult us throughout our recording, Tuesdays at 7, or just listen on your own time. Yeah,
1: We also have comedians on there as well. It's a fun time. Yes, thanks. It sounds like you're having fun, Pete. Uh, Pete actually (laughs) is the guy who hosts our trivia where you can win a $25 gift card to Midtown Comics every single week. You can use it in the safety of your own home. Come check us out. We would love to chat with you about comic books. Have a little fun. Talk about some old four-color funnies.
3: Ah, nice. Fresh ref to close it out.
0: There was a cast of stars worked on Psycho, some big names, and we're going in detail on two of them. Janet Leigh as Marion Crane and Anthony
2: Perkins as Norman Bates. Yep. So, Matt, yep. who are you going to talk about? Mm. I'm going to talk about Janet Leigh because I think Perkins dominates the film so much in retrospect. I think we kind of forget how good Janet Leigh mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to what I said about the character. So many of her character traits set her up as an antagonist yet she's anything but i mean from the south, the way she has to put up that slimy businessman
1: you're oh, straight he's on the side because that of that guy, guy. Like,
2: he's
3: horrible
2: <laughs> and
1: stinks <laughs> I bet he smells like pork scratchings he's fucking horrible <laughs> sweaty mess Las he, Vegas. Probably does.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he probably does and things like she has to do so much great acting with her eyes as well because it's quite a 1960 thing when so she's imagining the conversations going on in her yeah. absence, which has overlaid her driving away. So she's looking, worried, thinking about a colleague talking to a boss. But then I absolutely love that grin she gets in the face when she thinks about how angry that businessman is. Because <laughs> <And she, laughs> he was such a sleaze. Yeah. That's great. And it's the same when she's in a, hot, uh, in a motel room putting the plan together in her mind. Because you can see the doubt starting to enter and she's thinking can I pull this situation back? And it's all through her eyes, it's all through her body language. It's really, really great, but a key scene, I think, is when she's eating with Norman mm-hmm. in the parlor. Yeah. Um, you know, like the same says, coming to the parlor, said the spider He's like to a the bird. Fly. He's like a bird. It's <laughs> such a great two-hander between the two of them because she's not just polite. I think she genuinely is interested in Norman as a person. Like, who is this weird young guy having these big screaming matches with his mother? And that whole scene is about eight minutes long, and it's just the two of them. Yeah. But there's so much creeping unease to it. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. And her performance, I think, is just as important as Perkins at bringing that out. And yeah. I don't think Marion is ever as sympathetic as she is right in that moment,
1: mm-hmm. which is brilliantly written because we know what's coming next for her. It's brilliant, the other as well, because she kind of, she repents. She wants to go back to Phoenix and give the money back. Yeah. So yeah. out of 700, okay. Yeah, totally. And that not that the most pointless sum yeah. anyone's ever written? 40 grand minus 700. <laughs> I think that's fairly <laughs> yes, straightforward. <yeah. laughs> not the sharpest tool in the box, <laughs> is she? I,
0: I flushed it down the <laughs> toilet, leaves <laughs> off of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: she's iconic as Marion. Classic Hitchcock blonde. Mm. But Janet Leigh wasn't yeah. the only actress who played Marion, if you know what I'm talking about.
1: Yes, the body double.
0: Yes, well, before right. that, okay. when they shot the trailer for Psycho, Janet Leigh was unavailable. So Vera Miles, who played Marion's sister Lila, yes. Hitchcock brought her back in, and she played the part of Marion in the shower for the trailer.
1: Oh, really? Okay.
2: Ah, right. Okay. And when
0: they shot the shower scene, Janet Leigh, like you say, had a body double. A model called Marley Renfro. She was a Playboy cover girl, and any shots where you can't see Janet Leigh's face, it's usually Marley Renfro we're watching in the shower scene. Right,
2: okay.
1: Right. Okay.
0: And Westy, that leaves Norman for you. It does. Two it peas works. in a pod.
1: Oh, what a sweetheart. I
0: love him. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. 12, 12 cabins, 12
1: bacon, two candy. <laughs> 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 he's, just, he's just brilliant. He's just, he, it's just incredible. It's an incredible performance. Because he's oh, so watchable yeah. Yeah. and he is likable, but he's just creepy. Yes, and you know you get them people where you just kind of like oh, I don't know, like, I couldn't <laughs> yeah. hold a conversation with him, but I kind of feel sorry from from afar. I'd like wave at him, all right, like he's your neighbor or something. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Perkins brings that beautifully. He just brings it beautifully because you know mm. to have him, like you said, John, it's like someone who's like weird and overweight and middle aged and just a bit creepy. Mm. He's just a, the perfect boy next door, isn't he? He just comes down I'm with me with my trusty umbrella, and he's just you know I make you yeah. a sandwich mm-hmm. and milk. And mm-hmm. everything is just so innocent and just so nice. And the thing I love about this character is nearly everyone is reflected in a mirror apart from Norman, which normally shows a different mm-hmm. side, like a schizophrenia, like a, a split personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Perkins has just taken this and ran with it. And he's just absolutely nailed it every single step of the way. I just think it's it's just wonderfully done when he he, he looks into that bathroom and just sees what the carnage there's not enough blood there for a murder but he's like oh!
3: you know and he
1: kind of sells that and he gets it and you just think oh he's, he's really cleaning up he needs to just look after you know the responsibility that he's got and i think it's brilliant from hitchcock and especially brilliant from perkins i think he absolutely nails it
0: yeah he is complex he's believable and anthony perkins is superb i think norman bates is one of the best villains in movies mm. Something yeah. that's unusual for Hitchcock, though, is that he allowed both Perkins and Janet Leigh to improvise and ad-lib in odd living places, All right. like the candy corn that Norman munches on a couple of times. Yeah. That was Perkins' idea, mm. and Hitchcock just kept it in. And also, right, when Norman and Marion talk on the porch, part of that were improvised between the two of them as well. Great. There are some of the big names in the cast: Martin Balsam as P.I. Arbogast is very good. Yes. And Vera Miles as Lila was maybe the biggest star in the film. Mm-hmm. And have you noticed yeah. as well the appearance from
2: Hitchcock's daughter, Patricia? No. Yes. Marion's friend working in the bank as well. Yeah, she's she is... in the office. She's called Caroline. Oh, yeah, that's the He was flirting with you. I guess he must have
3: noticed my wedding
1: ring. I fucking love that. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <That's laughs> like, it, yeah. I'm beautiful, but like, <laughs> yeah. <you> obviously can't. <laughs> nah. You're rubbish.
0: <laughs> yeah, all great. But in those two leads, we talked about two iconic performances. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. definitely. Just about every scene in Psycho has gone down in movie history, but we're going to pick out three to talk about as we discuss our highlights from the film. Mm-hmm.
1: So, Westy, you want to start us off with your highlights? My highlights? The shower scene, obviously. It's massive. It's huge. <laughs> yeah. huge. You know what's coming. You can see it a mile away. And from when you look through that, <laughs> you are just thinking, right, well, he's gone. And you still believe it's his mum. Even though I know now, I still like to think yeah. it's her. And I did, I just yeah, yeah. spun out. I'd like her to be her. i like her to be a mm. right little bitch just coming down. Just like, ah, fucking, it's my son. Do you know what I mean? But who turns the shower on yeah. when they're in the shower? That itself is mentality. <laughs> <laughs> it happens yeah. in this, and it happens <laughs> in Groundhog Day. and he regrets it in Groundhog Day. Who does that? You turn it on, you get the temperature, and then you get in the shower, right? So she turns Definitely. it on. are like, too cold, She's yeah. like, this <laughs> is perfect, and I'm kind of brought out the film a little bit. <laughs> oh, this is a bit. This is a bit weird. And then just seeing that silhouette from the shower curtain, uh, just seeing it, you just think, mm-hmm. oh, who's that? this doesn't make any sense and then that shower curtain comes back music kicks in and there's just so many shots in this i've read it so many different times but they're saying there's 72 different angles 52 cuts how do you shoot a shower in 72 angles like just one and then another one there maybe (laughs) and then one there maybe three or four and you've got what you need but Hitchcock's like that bang bang constant and you're just so Like disorientated by what's going on. You're so spun out by it. And the fact that this scene had no score whatsoever, when Hitchcock had it in his head, he was like, it's Mm -hmm. just going to be this kind of rough, Just you you hear that knife, but you don't see anything penetrate any flesh or anything like that. It's just all in your imagination. But that score, that bam, 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 it's it's just a great, great sequence. And that transition from the plug hole to the eye is as good as 2001 oh. for me. I just think that's just incredible. And then yeah. it spins round and yeah. she's just on the floor and she doesn't move. But yeah, that sequence <laughs> is just an absolute delight.
0: Yeah, I mean, the filmmaking is incredible. Like you say, it's 78 setups, and 52 yeah. cuts, and we've got jump cuts, close-ups, extreme close-ups, static shots, iconic shots, recurring visual motifs. Mm-hmm. It's just insane, all in 45 seconds. Hitchcock must have had a vision for it really early because he said that the shower scene was the reason he wanted
3: to make yes. the film in the first place. What attracted you to this one then? I think the murder in the bathtub, I think, coming out of the blue, you know, that was about all.
0: So influential, I've seen this scene and Psycho in general referenced so many times in popular yeah. culture that I've lost yeah. count. Yeah, that'll make a chewy little montage, won't it? I'll put that <laughs> yeah, Just together. do that now.
2: I mean the shower scene just tells you how innovative this film is. But there's loads of innovations throughout Psycho. That scene with Norman Watson marion through the peephole. Mm-hmm. That camera had a circular mask on the lens and oh, that nice. made it look like his POV, which is very new at the time. Right, yeah. And when
0: Norman looks through the peephole, he takes a painting off the mm-hmm. wall. That painting is called mm-hmm. Susanna and the Elders and it depicts two old men spying on a young woman bathing Not in really? her garden.
1: Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> 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 there people, yeah, yeah, yeah just a, a tree. <laughs> <laughs> people walk <past> me,
2: <laughs> yeah. Other things, though, so that shot of the camera looking up the shower head. I can't believe this on Reddit because there's no way you can tell, but that shower head is actually six feet in it diameter. Is. And it's, it's wow. that big, so the water would spray it around the camera and not splash the lens. Can't tell for a second. And then for the sound of the stabbing, that was a steak and a cassava melon. Mm-hmm. And then for the right. blood, that's Hershey's chocolate yes. syrup. And <laughs> then when Marion flushes the paper down the toilet, bizarrely, that was the first time a flushing toilet had ever been seen. Yeah, Joseph Stefano was yeah.
1: adamant that it had to be in there. He was adamant. I want the first flushing toilet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair Fair enough, <laughs> yeah. All right, mate. All right, mate. gravestone. <laughs>
0: And also, Saul Bass, the famous graphic designer, he created the titles for the start of the film, which are great. Mm -hmm. And he also storyboarded the shower scene as well. And he later actually claimed that he directed the shower scene too. But that's been refuted by everyone who was there.
2: I was on the set every
3: second of every foot of film that was shot on Psycho, and Mr. Bass never directed a scene in that motion picture. Yeah.
0: What a claim that is to make. I don't want to song.
1: I'm
3: <laughs> not yet. That's what you do, isn't it? I did that.
0: No, you didn't. You know the start of
1: raiders when he's running away from the, the big thing. I did that. <laughs> yeah, no, you didn't.
0: <laughs> yeah, so Marion is the first kill in the film, of course. And as my highlight, I'm going to talk about the second one. The death of Private Dick, Milton Arbogast. Mm-hmm. Where it is horrific when Marion is killed. I must say that... It's hilarious. He's a bit smug. Arbogast, (laughs) isn't
3: he? (laughs) (laughs) Arbogast! Look at the picture, please. Someone always sees a girl with $40,000. Yeah, he's a
0: bit... (laughs) But, I mean, you've got that overhead shot where Norman appears from the bedroom. What a shot that is. is. There's a similar one later on where Norman carries Mother down to the basement and and the camera creeps up the stairs. Yeah, it sort of swoops and yeah. swirls to the same position. And then there's the famous close-up on Arbogast as he falls down the stairs, which, again, is iconic. Mm. That was a rear-projection shot. Martin Balsam was just sitting on a chair with his arms flailing about and the screen behind him. And yeah. it was actually Hitchcock's idea because he used rear-projection before on Saboteur.
3: Yeah.
1: I mean, you can kind of tell. It's pretty funny now. Yeah, you it's, can. It's hilarious, to be fair. It's yeah. really, it's really <laughs> Norman Wisdom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, <thinking>.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> It is, but I think after Arbogast forced on the stage, he's like, yeah. and Norman's on him yeah. a flush. That That's terrifying. terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, But I mean, if you're making a horror and you put together a kill scene as good as this, and it's not even the best one yeah. in the film, you
1: know, you know, you've got yeah. a good horror on it's your hands. Like that slice down his face, like he's went straight for his face. Yeah, Dude, it was it is, yeah. Ch- I mean, we mentioned Saul Bass there. And the scene he definitely did direct was this scene with arbogast and hitchcock was off for I a few know. days with illness so the shot shot it without him and hitchcock came back you no know, he said he had to reshoot it because they made it look like arbogast was the murderer rather than the victim now hitchcock watched that <laughs> how do you do that dressed as mother <laughs> probably <laughs>
0: Exactly.
1: did he stomp up like furious yes <laughs> He'd get
0: loaded. i think what they're doing is he's done he's done close-ups he's right which made Hitchcock say, that looks like he's a murderer, right. so I need to right. do it again. Right, okay,
1: fair enough. Right, yeah, Terrible care, choice. Yeah. Well, he definitely didn't do the shower scene, did he? Couldn't even get him walking up the stairs, right? Fuck's <laughs> sake. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind 72 cuts in fucking 45 seconds.
2: <laughs> and Matt, what's your highlight from Psycho? Well, I'm going to go for the end, when they discover Mrs Bates. Because this is what I mean by manipulation, and what I mean by the dark humour, because... This is Marion's sister and a boyfriend. We should want them to find out the truth, but Hitchcock put us so much Norman shoes by now that when he's struggling with yeah. Sam, we want him to win and to get away. We don't want Lila to get in the house. And I love that touch when Sam is talking to Norman about the forty thousand dollars. Sam's yeah. also reflected in the mirrors. Looks yeah. like Norman's being ganged up on, mm-hmm. which really nice. like subliminally puts us on his mm-hmm. side. And I think when Lila goes in the house I always get this real like Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibe to it with with the bannister it's exactly the same shot and the tension off the scale by this point because what you're going to find is Mrs Bates going to get her what is actually up with Mrs Bates and the detail of that impression in the head where Norman lies with the corpse every night which only makes (laughs) sense when you've seen it more than once but Jesus Christ that's good and this for me is where the dark humor lies because that slow turning chair to reveal the skeleton with a wig. So that's scary enough. And then Norman appears with the music, dressed up as a woman, that grin on his face. Loving it. Absolutely it's terrifying, yeah. Yeah. edited God. brilliantly. Yeah, and I, I love that shot, the skeleton yeah. where the light bulb is swinging, so the shadows are going yeah. back and mm-hmm. forth in the eye sockets. But it's so ridiculous and unexpected to describe the scene out loud as the climax to a horror film. And that's why I thought Hitchcock found, found it funny, just thinking of everyone in the cinema, like shrieking and screaming and out of the seats mm-hmm. in terror. And I think he probably just had a big old smile on his face and just yeah. chuckled away at himself. I mean, um, yeah. what an ending. It's I ridiculous. think Vera Miles, who
0: plays Lila, I think she's yeah. really good yeah. in the film. Serious acting chops on her, yeah. especially compared to John Gavin, who plays Sal. Yeah. Wouldn't have bored him. He is the banister yeah. in that he is, Yeah, he's terrible. <laughs> 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 I think what's interesting as well about the end is what Norman shouts when he bursts into yeah. the cellar. Have you heard that? It's not our mother. shouts i am norma bates it's really hard to make out but if you listen to the music it's It's really obvious i didn't
1: know
0: that oh wow what we should mention too is the bates house which i think is like a character on its own that place oh yeah yeah incredible it was modeled on a painting by edward hopper called house by Mm -hmm. the railroad and hopper had been inspired by a real building in Haverstraw, new york which is actually still there so Get yourself over there, Matt, if you're interested.
1: I'll get over, I'm going to buy it, I'm going <laughs> to oh, build it over feel.
0: here, yeah. <laughs> on top of a hill,
2: <laughs> so nobody, nobody comes near it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it was built uh, as a set completely on the Universal mm. Studios backlot, and for years after filming it was one of the biggest draws on the tour there, oh, yeah. which to be fair would be, wouldn't it? Absolutely. That's what you'd yeah. want to see. Great. Yeah, you want to see the base house.
0: <laughs> I mean, we could go on for another three. hours discussing highlights from mm-hmm. Psycho, I think, but those three we mentioned, they are all pretty special. Special film. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing.
0: Matt, I'm coming to you first, please. Your summary and score for Psycho. No pressure.
2: Hmm. No pressure. Very simple. Iconic film, iconic music, iconic performance from Perkins. Eddie? Really underrated performance by Janet Leigh, and with the shower scene, You've got to see that in just 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. Transform cinema forever. And the film, I think, is an absolute masterclass in manipulating an audience and putting them through the ringer. People can ask, why is Hitchcock so revealed? Why did people say it's a genius? This is why he's a genius, because nothing was the same after Psycho to nerve Shredding nice. 10. Oof.
0: Yeah, it's a film I'm in awe of, to be honest. The level of filmmaking is exceptionally high. The shower scene in particular will be analysed by a film student as long as movies are made, I think. The cast are excellent. The two leads give iconic performances. The writing is groundbreaking in the way it twists and turns the structure. And it was a cultural phenomenon when it was released, a real landmark in cinema. Mm. Subjectively, it's not one of my favourite films, A one that I watch a lot, But because of those things I mentioned, it does have to score very highly. So I'm also going to go 10 out of 10. Nice. Lovely. And Westy, your summary and score for Psycho, please.
1: Yeah, not only did it change the landscape of cinema or the landscape of horror cinema itself, of how you watch it, that's what it also did. It's it's not, you know, how it's made, it's also how it's viewed. And I think that's equally Mm. as important. And Mm. without this, you know, 17 years later, know, Star Wars comes along and then Spielberg's heavily influenced by this, loves Hitchcock. There's a few things watching it back yeah. now where you kind of go, mm, it hasn't really aged very well. It is a product of its time. It is a, a film made in 1960 and we do have to remember that yeah. when we are watching it. But still, there's films I've seen today that still yeah. aren't as technically accomplished as this is. And the only bits that oh, let yeah. this down are the bits mm. that are reflective mm. of the time. And I think the reveal at the end when he comes mm. in looking really happy is quite funny now. You could have done that in a, in a bit more of a... a a disturbing way so it kind of just lays all of these ground ground marks and and people kind of followed it and it's a landmark of cinema and it's one of the biggest ones and it's impossible to ignore and it's impossible to give anything less than a ten for what it is and what it achieved and how easily Hitchcock made this look it's just bafflingly good ten
0: <laughs> okay then that leaves Psycho with a huge 30 out of 30 Wasn't going to be anything else, was it? Let's be honest. And that's all we have this time round. If you like what we do on The Cutting Room, you can access bonus episodes of the show by supporting us on Patreon. You can also get access to over 200 hours worth of all the right movies, podcasts, and lots more. Your help and support is massively appreciated. And the more support we get, the more videos we can and will make. We're going to say goodbye for now and thanks for watching, everyone.
2: Yeah, thanks, guys.
3: Why well, she wouldn't even harm a fly.
2: You will hear that. You walk here, Westy.
3: FUCK OFF!